just feel the pain. Many of you have read the article, I promise it's not lame to ask a woman for permission, where I tell the story of how six years ago, my insensitivity and ignorance left a woman feeling violated and hurt. What I haven't told you is shortly after writing the article, I made the same mistake by sending the article to that same woman. It was dumb and embarrassing because the whole point of the article was to show what I had learned. In sending it to her, I showed the same kind of insensitivity and naive thinking that caused the problem in the first place. I didn't realize the impact of reopening that story, and I also didn't see how what I was doing was really just a self-serving attempt at looking good. Here's what she wrote back to me. Author's note. I decided to print her words because I wanted her words to be present. However, I didn't contact her to get specific permission for several reasons. One, I saw the request as another invasion of her space. And two, after sending me this message, she requested no further contact. If you have thoughts or feelings about this decision, I welcome them. Feel free to email me at dave at buddhism.com. Quote, Dave, congratulations on your journey of self-discovery. Allow me to give you some deeper insight. While I appreciate that you have your own view of the events, what nerve you have to write about it and send it to me as if my knowledge of the events would change due to your rationalization. Reality is, if I had that wise woman inside of me then, as I do now, she would have told you where you could go stick it. I did not, and you became a lesson of caution, so thank you. Can you really imagine that I wanted to talk with you after feeling so violated? No, I did not. I wanted somehow to make the situation bearable, so I endured the conversation for your personal growth. But I don't have to endure this. From my view, you are a narcissistic man that uses status, charm, and manipulation to get what he wants out of women, or people in general, I'm sure. Yet you play so coy. Move on, Dave. There's nothing for you here. End quote. Ouch. Needless to say, reading that was hard. The hardest thing, besides seeing the way she was right, was realizing that I can never truly make up for the pain I've caused her, or any others in the past. The thought that I'll always be that guy in her mind is hard to swallow, but it's very probable. Am I ultimately defined by what others think of me? Maybe not, but I am impacted, and the fact that my actions have caused other people pain is undeniable. Even if she wrote to me, Dave, I feel nothing but love for you. Thank you for all your hard work in writing this wrong. I would still not be exonerated. That's not how it works. I'll always be on the hook for those actions, as uncomfortable as that thought is. So that begs the question, is there any solace for me? Is there any way we can be with the fact that we hurt other people and still live a well-adjusted life? I think there is. But the solution isn't to justify our position, defend ourselves, or think we can ever fully make amends. It's to just feel the pain. That's not to say we shouldn't do our best to right the wrongs. We absolutely should. But at the end of the day, the pain of our actions will still be there. And there's nothing for us to do but simply feel it. Here's another example. Last week, I got the chance to spend some time with Rob Greenfield. 
an inspiring speaker and activist on sustainability and environmental awareness. He's also someone who has radically changed his life to lessen the impact on Earth's resources. After seeing how he lives, I was left with some understandable guilt. Rob conserves everything from water to electricity to fuel, and he saves a ton of resources and produces a tiny fraction of the trash produced by most Americans. As I returned to my normal life, I vowed to make some changes, but I was also faced with the reality that even if I did everything I could, I would still be wasting some resources. Even someone like Rob, who has gone far beyond most of us in his efforts to conserve resources, still flies in planes occasionally, still wastes water, and still produces some trash. How could I both do my best and accept that I'm not perfect? My answer was the same as before. Don't try and rationalize it, defend it, or justify it. Just feel the pain of being wasteful. What we may not see until after we accept our feelings of guilt is that pain can also be a positive influence. For example, after meeting with Rob, I attended TEDx San Diego and was shocked by how much trash the event created. Endless samples wrapped in plastic, single-use cups, and little knickknacks that would probably get thrown away at the end of the day were just a few examples of the waste I participated in. That's right, I participated in it, and it hurt. It was because I felt the pain of throwing out plastic wrapper after plastic wrapper that I decided if we run TEDx Cardiff by the Sea next year, we will do our best to make it a zero-waste event. That felt inspiring, and it was made possible because I felt the pain of being wasteful. Shame versus guilt. Now you might be thinking, but isn't feeling too much guilt bad for you? Wouldn't that cause a lot of unnecessary stress? This is where a distinction between shame and guilt helps. While there are different definitions out there, I find Brene Brown's work useful. She says this in her TED Talk, Listening to Shame. Quote, Shame is a focus on self. Guilt is a focus on behavior. Shame is, I am bad. Guilt is, I did something bad. End quote. Shame is guilt taken personally. It's also a common way we avoid taking responsibility for what we've done. Because in beating ourselves up for being a bad person, we disconnect from the object of our transgressions. We are so caught up in taking things personally that we don't have room for things like empathy and compassion. The point of me saying just feel the pain isn't to send people spiraling into depression. That would be shame. It's to have us see that guilt is not the end of the world. And it's a natural byproduct of being a flawed human. It's our corrective mechanism. And it shows us how we can change for the better. In light of the current stories that are being shared in the hashtag MeToo campaign, it's tempting to avoid the pain of seeing how your actions or lack of action have caused other people pain. Feel that. It's all right. Walk toward the gun. Notice that you're still alive and notice that it's good for you to acknowledge that you aren't perfect. We will never change until we first accept the parts of ourselves that need changing. This has been 
Just Feel the Pain, written and read by Dave Buddha. This is from the website buddhaism.com. If you're listening to this on the website, you should know that this is a podcast. And if you dig podcasts, you can go over to iTunes and subscribe to it. And new articles are coming out every Wednesday. Uh, if you're not a member of the email list, so if you're listening to this and you don't get the emails every week, um, you should know that I do a lot of cool things on there. I offer free coaching maybe uh, like three or four times a year. I just go out and, and offer my calendar for people that want to talk to me about things. Um, I do fun giveaways and I email the articles every week so you get it right when I publish it. So if you want to get on that list, you can head over to buddhaism.com and on the homepage you'll see a little sign up form. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.